Hello and welcome to How to Adult. This episode is called How to Adult by Making Waves. I talked to my boyfriend Zach, who has been a huge part of my journey in this quarter life crisis from trying to help me through it, but also some of the reason being that I had to come to terms with the fact that we are on very different journeys and that it's very important not to compare yourself to other people, but instead use what you admire about what they're doing as motivation to channel into your work. So it was only right that I sat down and talked to Zach about his journey, from unconventional uni courses to taking huge risks. This episode was important to me because, as you'll hear, I feel like when I tell people what Zach does, they either think that it's not a proper job or that he's just incredibly lucky. And whilst luck might play some part in it, he hasn't got to where he is from sitting on his ass. What you might not know is that behind the guy who decides to get in a ring with Anthony Joshua or throw himself down a hill after some cheese, I mean, that last one's just stupid, but there is an incredibly hard-working businessman who's always learning to better his craft and take risks. I hope this episode can motivate you to take some time to discover something you love doing in your lifetime, even if it's a new hobby or skill, and know that you can make waves from nothing if you're brave enough. Welcome, Zach. Um, welcome. Do you want to do your own intro? Hi, my name's Zach Allsop. <laughs> you may know me from the Zach and Jay show or the Zach Allsop YouTube channel, formerly known as ZAC. Um, yeah, that's me. And I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite, Simone. Wow, that's so sarcastic. <laughs> nice, thanks for that. And I'm just about to be so nice to you as well. I know. Okay, so... That's what I'm here. <laughs> I think a lot of people think you're super lucky or that you've just either ended up doing this by fluke or they have no idea what you're doing and they don't think you make any money, like many adults <laughs> my parents always say how does that should i see my dad money? i went to see my dad on the weekend and he <laughs> he literally said to me i've been living in london for like a year and a bit yeah. and he literally said to me are you making money yet <laughs> are you paying yourself i was like how the fuck and he was like oh yeah no that's a stupid question you don't ask me for money yeah. i was like what what the fuck do you think i was doing like getting money from a loan shark or what yeah and also i think a lot of people think you're just messing around i'm the closest to messing around that you can be while still getting paid while still working hard was the point that i was just about to say yeah. um yeah i just don't think a lot of people know the hours you put in to essentially building a business they just think you like run around with your friend record it and it magically edits itself magically people sponsor you and magically this the numbers grow. I don't know. I think everyone thinks it just happens by fluke. Yeah. Which is like maybe a tiny part of it, but not counteracting how much work has to go into it for the channel to build. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some truth in all of that. Um, I think some people in YouTube, on YouTube, have done that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. But but then it's... it's... But then you get to a point where you, you... you either flop or you like you work your ass off and yeah. also those people who are still making money now who made youtube videos 10 years ago the people that have put invested have built other businesses on top have worked so so hard a yeah, bit like yeah. jeffrey star everyone was like oh he just paints his face on youtube and he owns like a multi-million 
dollar dollar <laughs> makeup industry. empire yeah insane so yeah the hustle is real i would say don't just take her word for it <laughs> also i don't think people quite know how you got here again going back to like i think people think you just landed yourself it just happened but did you know when you were at uni what you were going to do after uni i thought i did um no going into uni i didn't know what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. um so i picked four different courses i did i didn't even go to any open days but they were based on things that i enjoyed right so in sixth form i did uh product design and then i got my i bought my first laptop and then i got pirated version of photoshop and then when i was in the library i bought like a graphics tab so i just kept drawing stuff so i thought i wanted to be a graphic designer um and then i was always kind of making videos i can't really remember like down the skate park and shit um (laughs) so i did media i enjoyed that but that was more of a piss around class anyway like we didn't do anything that was creative or fun so that kind of put me off a little bit and then business i didn't enjoy business studies but like my dad always said you need to work for yourself otherwise you're not gonna have much fun (laughs) in this world uh which i could see um because like when we were growing up dad started a company when he got my mum pregnant with jake my older brother he Um, got my mum pregnant (laughs) no he got is that yeah he got my mum pregnant that's not more okay yeah that's how life works a a forced thing but no sure you're talking about rape on the podcast no, like, this early not. on. You <laughs> see, got my mum pregnant. That um, wasn't a joint. But anyway, situation. when I was like growing up, that that always seemed, I don't know, like a, a kind of normal thing to um to do. And we'd go to his workshop and shit and kick footballs around it, and like it, it was just like a fun thing. But that kind of normalised it. So I was kind of set on starting my own business, and then. I thought that would be like videography or I didn't really know, but I just thought if I can know how to run a business, then I can make money out of doing anything I want, which in principle is like essentially right to yeah, this Yeah, for day. sure. But you still had um, no idea what that business would be. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't have a clue how to run a business, which is ultimately why I picked the one that I did. I picked a course, which is called entrepreneurship. We were like the first cohort in the UK to ever do that course. Um, so it was a bit of a mess, uh, but it it was very, it was probably the most useful thing that I've done because it essentially gave us like a safe space to like flop or like fail. Making it clear what the course was, because people like, won't know, is the, unlike anything I've ever heard before. Well, it is, it's like <laughs> The Apprentice. <laughs> we have no cameras. We were certain, right, during the course, so much that we were being filmed and it was part of like a fucking documentary or what because it was like it was like big brother we were like not part of university at all there was um like a a old canteen Mm. as part of the the university and they threw us all so we barely on campus we didn't pass any other students like we were in an old canteen it started all the old fridges all the old like it was a canteen with like desks in it. Also, making it clear that you didn't have lectures or seminars. So when yeah. you talk about this canteen, this is where you I'll take spent that. I'll all take of that your. I'll get there. Uni. Um, but yeah. you didn't go to like you didn't have like everyone else at uni. It's like you go to lectures, you have seminars, yeah, and no then you go days. home and do your own work. But you guys all went to a canteen every day. Well, that was the office. Um, but yeah. <laughs> or an office. But yeah, we, we had no formal lectures, no exams. We just had to write and reflect on our experiences. And, and 
You did have exams. Review, no exams. We had we had um like presentations, but, but they, they like they, they, they were, were more like abstract, and we got scored for all sorts. Yeah, you of stuff. still got like scored though. It's still you still got contributed towards. Yeah, like, I had the a grade when I graduated, one. just like normal university, but I was heaps and pounds away from my normal course. But yeah, I I remember like the first week being there, I. I think we we were figuring out what teams we were going to be on because it was only like they only took on around forty people, and then by the end of the course, like that first cohort dwindled to about twenty five overall. So our whole year was pretty small. Um, we did like profiling tests to figure out what personality types we were, and they mixed the teams all together <laughs> so there'd be some like creative thinkers with like some strategic thinkers and all that sort of shit, and then um. Yeah, that team was like then told to go and do business. And yeah, the first year was just figuring out what the fuck anyone enjoyed and just trying to learn business principles and stuff like that. But yeah, I could talk about the course forever. So you'd, what would you do every day? Businesses. Yeah. Okay, so, in the team that you were in? Yeah, so, so in, in? The first, in the first year, me and... Um, <laughs> I think it was like the least profitable way to do anything but there was like 10 of us all lads wanted to um run a nightclub event we set up a thing called the student company and um we all did different things but i was doing like i i, I was made the logo for everyone <laughs> like in the first year made logos like um and then we were all i think we did a student lottery so we um i think we partnered with a vodka brand and got a load of free vodka and then we were going around selling tickets at the SU and shit like that. And um, and then at the end of the week, we'd give out these prizes, like a 50 quid bar tab at the SU or like vodka and shit like that. <laughs> so that was like the first version of the student company. Then it turned into like a kind of promotional company for um, nightclub events. And our first one was uh, we took Bristol University, which is like a, a, a proper uni. They study proper stuff and then there's like UE which where I was in like the left field kind of weird university who does more <laughs> practical courses um for the real world and uh there's always like a beef like a varsity style beef in Bristol so we thought why don't we take that and put that into a nightclub event and um compete uh have the two unis compete and we had a bucking bronco in the thing in the club which was a fucking nightmare we had um like a host of the evening so it wasn't just like drinks it was like beer pong all sorts of shit um so that was like my first experience of like trying to do business and it was a fucking mess like we were doing everything we were like promoting we were flying i remember breaking into like the halls of um university of bristol campus which you've never been to before and uh just trying to convince all these kids who are way more studious than we were to like go to this trashy fucking uni wars event um so that was like i I'll turn up to fucking meetings, like two or three of us, but turn up to meetings with club promoters, like some of the fucking most like unbusinessy, like horrible fucking like scammy people about. And we were all wearing suits and shit because we thought <laughs> that's what like business was. And we were just meeting like a promoter for a club to give him like 200 quid to hire his venue. Um, but I learned a shitload of stuff. I, I didn't want to go a traditional route like I didn't want to get I, I, I didn't think my degree was ever going to be useful in anything apart from just what I put into it and learn while on the course I didn't think after university I was going to be 
trying for jobs. Like I, I just didn't see that as an option. I didn't think, oh, this first class honours from UE is going to look great on my CV. I didn't care about that. So then fast forwarding to the end of uni. So like, for example, Jamie at this point has built up a business uh-huh. and then he leaves uni with that business. What did you do <laughs> at the end of the three years? Cried. <laughs> um, so I had been running a company from the end of first year so like two years come the end of university and um, it was called the Helpful Water Company great name um, and it was essentially a sustainable alternative to plastic bottled water so plastic bottles are really bad they can't be recycled they're always going to be about because they cannot degrade um, and we've seen like just how cheap they were to manufacture, why um, and how much of this rubbish we just send to like foreign countries who don't have the facilities to just uh, get rid of it properly. Um, and that's a huge problem. So we essentially made a cartoned water brand. We found like suppliers who could do like water. We found a source for it. Um, we built brands, we secured funding. Uh, we wasn't even working in university, like me and the kid that I set out with who shall not be named. <laughs> Um, to this huge audience um, uh, we we were just working in an office space in the centre of Bristol with um, with a load of other startups like we weren't in a university kind of degree it didn't feel like anyway um, so that was like the case for two years it got to the point where we had the money for our first order we were speaking to potential stockists speaking to festivals I was like pitching to fucking um, United students to get it stocked in all their vending machines and shit um and uh then the guy i set up with stole uh i think about a third of the money that we need well it transpired it didn't just go basically it was it was a grant it wasn't like a business investment which meant it was tax-free it was like a a sustainable business grant so that's while we're figuring our shit out it just sat in his account (laughs) um (laughs) this Big amount of money for a fucking student with no money. That's supposed um, to be to start your business. To yeah, order yeah, to start the business, to sell. make to make it reality, yeah. to all that shit, like to pay for things. Um, and yeah, that was suddenly come to the point where we were making an order and it was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know that money, like there's basically like five grand less of it. I think it was like four and a bit or three and a bit. It was a lot of money anyway, and it meant that we couldn't make the first order. So then, like, months went by. We were trying to figure shit out. I don't know why I was still in the, working with him, but I wanted to make it work. Like, I spent so much time and effort and fucking hours working on it. Um, but, yeah, it got to the point towards the end of uni where I just couldn't get over that mental hump of just like him being untrustworthy, which is like one of the biggest things in like setting up a company, you need to trust the other person. And because we hadn't drafted up any like sort of formal agreement as two directors of the company, it was almost like I, I couldn't do anything. So we had, we almost had like a, like a two month kind of legal battle, but no legal shit. And what <laughs> I read everything, like I was getting advice from like, student lawyers who were training to be lawyers um it felt like a real legal battle like i was literally figuring shit out and um meanwhile he had pretty much quit the course and like cut all ties to anyone he ever met over like three years um 
And then, yeah, I kind of come to the conclusion that I would take, I, I just like what to end with it. So as much as I was entitled to like more of the money, I just said 50-50 down the middle, you can have like money, you obviously need it. Um, and then it was about figuring out what I wanted to do next, which was like six, probably like four or five months away from graduation. I had a fat dissertation to write. Um, and uh, my uni experience was coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst I would say that your course is an exception to many, apart from like nurses, anything where you practically do the job whilst you're there, which is what you were doing, other people on your course would have left with a job at that point because they've built up the business. Yeah. Which sounds great, although I dislike many uni degrees because they don't really prepare you for afterwards. Yeah, you... I've, just, I've just thought this. Yeah. To interject, like a design student, for example, mm-hmm. like a lot of maybe a graphics design student, like a lot of them are going to go into the world of freelancing unless they want to get a job for a big company. And they're not taught how to like make money as a freelancer. So, so many people like, I see it all the time. Like we're getting designers now for like a project we're working on. Uh, and so many of these guys undercharge themselves and they're absolutely amazing, like designers or illustrators or whatever. And they just don't know how to be a business essentially. Yeah. It's, it's like, why is that not like a whole module? Why does school and uni not prepare you for many things in adult life? I would yeah. say, um, but I would say that your course did prepare you to come out with something, which is amazing. However, unfortunately for you, <laughs> You did because you got ripped you off. At me. Um, it's looking back on it, it's quite a funny situation now. Kind of tragic, hilarious. hilarious. So then you left. You need like many, most people I know, having no idea what you wanted to do. So then, that, what happened? Don't know if I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to um, still work myself. As I said, like I didn't. Mm-hmm. I want. So a few things like uh, it changed my priorities. Um, like I was, I was at a point where before all this shit like transpired that we we were like semi close to dropping out of uni. Like we were, we were. Who's we? Me and my business partner. Oh, okay. Like we were having that conversation. I was speaking to my dad about it. Like it was, it was seriously going through my mind because I, I had to do coursework alongside like trying to run a business. And I just didn't, I didn't want to do the coursework at all. I was like, could I defer for a year? Could I like, this is stupid. I'm not going to use a degree. It's got um, me to the point now where like, we've got money. We may as well take mm-hmm. a shot at it. So you just set up the business. And, and then, and then yeah, literally like six months later, it was a whole complete like change in my priorities. I was like, fucking out. I've been here for three years. Got no business. I may as well try and get a first, which I did. Secured the first. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you way off. Um, the question was, when you left uni, like many people, you left yeah. not knowing so what you want to do. So what happened then? Yeah, so I so I was, yeah, priorities changed, wanted to get a first, got a first. But I was, during that time, just doing coursework was like really felt really slow because I just went from like working five days a week in an office like stupid hours to having nothing to do apart from coursework which is impossible to do for an entire day otherwise your brain would melt um so I joined like four three mates who were running like a, a agency of sorts and I was doing like 
videos and photos and graphic design shit for them. Just like on Photoshop all day, and I thought that was fun. So to make it clear, these are also people that were on the same course of you, and they'd set up. This was their business that they. This is their business, and you joined a different team, basically. Yeah, and I just I just switched sides, and well, I just was helping out. I literally didn't give a shit. I was just like, I'll do, I'll help you for free. Um, I just want to not be bored as fuck, and so I I went back to the same office space, the co-working space in Bristol, just like working for a different company. And then, like, yeah, pretty much by the end of graduation, I was like, the business model changed and it it switched from like a creative advertising agency to more of like a analytical one, which used Facebook adverts adverts to um, help these crowdfunding campaigns instead, which was like great. It made sense financially, but I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. I didn't get it. I was trying to get it and I didn't get it um, and I didn't like it. So then I started like questioning why well i think like the the bigger picture started like sinking in i'd like left uni and come off that kind of really fun experience and then i was like actually in the real world and like i was living back at home and then three of my mates from uni were also living at my home with my parents quick summary you leave uni you join this company and then because they are not from Bristol and the company's based in Bristol, they have nowhere to live. So you invite them to live at your parents' house with you. Yeah. So then all of you guys are trying to run this business from your parents' house. Yeah, because we like switched the business model just as we were leaving <laughs> uni. It was like we we needed to figure shit out. So like we wasn't making crazy money enough to pay four people anyway, nowhere near, um, let alone rent in Bristol. So I was like, yeah, move me and my parents. <laughs> and let's so be clear, it's not even a bedroom. No, Rob Rob had one of my mates had um a camper van on on my, my dad's camper van on the drive. So he um my he slept in my dad's camper van in the bed, uh in there, and then two of them slept in was essentially a shed with a sofa and a TV in it. Um and yeah, we pretty much lived and worked from my house and then went back and forth to Bristol when we could, when we wanted to spend money on a bus, like spending five quid on a bus was like, seemed like such an unnecessary cost, but it was like, it was hard, like living and working on top of each other. Also, our hometown is in this tiny little town. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> 45 minutes uh, on yeah, the bus, Bristol, an hour yeah. outside of Bristol, innocent. Like, there's you have to drive to get anywhere. Like, you can't. But yeah, there's walk there was anywhere. nothing to do. Like that, I think that was one of the worst parts. I think we went out once. So then it hits you several months after uni and working in this company and your friends living at your house that you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. What was the defining moment when you were like, I don't want to do this? It sounds so cheesy, doesn't it? This part, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some of a movie. Um, I kind of it's, so why I want people to know this is because I think so many of us now, especially mid twenties, you're like stuck in a job. You've been out of uni, or if you didn't go to uni, you've been in a job for like five years now, six years, or if you've been to uni maybe three years. If you're twenty five, like we are, yeah. it's such a massive thing to be able to be like, I want to stop here and I need to discover what I want to do. It's so easy just to carry on in this horrible like, oh well, this is what life is, I'm going to do this and really love going out on the weekend and get 
smashed and that will be all that I enjoy in life. I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. It's so yeah. easy to get caught up in that. <sighs> like actually having the moment and then acting on it is such a huge thing. So for you to have done this four months out of uni and not continued in this company, even though you're unhappy, because that's the safest thing to do, isn't it? Like just to stick with it and see what happens. It seemed like the the best option at the time, but the, like the worst option at the same time. <laughs> like it seemed like the most... Um, proper thing to do like setting up a company grinding it out like enjoy the process like it's gonna be shit you're gonna have no money but if it works then you're gonna be rich like that sort of vibe also that um, the expectations from other people like parents and stuff to take risks at this point is scary thing to go against i think i think mine was quite the opposite though because steve was so set on like just he was like you can always move back in with your with your mum and dad like that <laughs> and that but that is such a privileged position like some people oh, don't 100%. even have that luxury yeah. like um so to know that is like I, th- I think there's like stoicism uh don't get in a conversation with stoicism with you don't know, yeah, what the hell is stoicism? So, but, but they, like i think it's like an old philosopher or something the, the stoics was like a um back in the day but they they, they <laughs> okay. said like a thing like what is the 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 position I so feared and they, they like practice poverty and like like eating nothing and and or like living like a pauper like literally one pair of clothes for like months just to see what life would be like if everything like went to shit so and mean they, rich they try... people who were like oh, no not, ri- not even rich people just like just normal people oh, okay. who they're, they're like what what is the condition that I fear like what where's all this anxiety coming from that yeah. like you f- the fear of failure and if you experience what failure is like then you're more inclined to take risks because you know that as bad as life can get like you've still got your health and shit so but yeah that's a roundabout way of saying like my dad was wanted me to take risks and do stuff but I think he he wanted me to he liked the lads and he liked what we were doing and he liked the idea of me running a business and like for him, YouTube, like, he doesn't even really know how to make money on YouTube anyway. So starting from zero, well, I didn't even think that could be a possibility or even know what the first thing to do. Like, that was obviously not going to be favourable in the eyes of anyone, like, that I knew. Yeah, No one sure. was there saying, fuck it off, go do... But but at the same time, I, th- I think if I was honest with myself and and had a conversation with them about how unhappy I actually was then they would have been all for, like, me being happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so, I just don't think I admitted that to myself. So how long do you think you let it go on for before you were like, actually, enough is enough? Like, how long did you let yourself be unhappy for, do you think? Yeah, I don't know exact like, time I would say a good but... few months. Yeah, it was months. It was months. <laughs> because I, I almost wanted to see whether that, that was, like, whether I could get over it or whether, like, it was just me being ungrateful or, like, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I wanted to test the, my own theory, if that makes sense. Like yeah. rather than make a rash decision and just like because it because it's not just a bit like leaving the business. It's like at that point it had become a lot easier because they had moved out. They they were living in Bristol now, and so I was like, right. So I don't have to because I wouldn't. I'd would, I'd say you can still live in my house even if I'm not in the business. Like I couldn't have just kicked them all out and fucking yeah. me be the end of the company. Because <laughs> I think that's where a lot of the pressure was coming from mm-hmm. as well. So that's probably why it took long anyway. You're but making was... no money. You have 
three other guys who rely on Mates your house. Who, yeah. And they're also your friends, which makes it harder. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's why it was elongated. But there was always talks of them moving out as soon as the money came in. And then as soon as it did, they moved out. So um, that's when it become easier. But, yeah, I just remember, like, the the moment for me was, like, we were on the way into Bristol. And this is where I, like, internalised it. It, got, it was, like, in my head. Um, and I just wrote, like, a fat pay three, four pages on, like, why I didn't like working <laughs> in the company or, like, why I didn't, yeah, just wasn't interested in it and, like, pros and cons. And then um, I just remember being sat on the bus and I was, like, just all these it was pissing it down just like the bus was all foggy and I was like this is like what I feared like out of uni just like being in a job that I didn't like commuting into like with all the rest of the mongs <laughs> um <laughs> everyone just hanging their head on their phone or headphones in just like it was depressing um and then I like signed a bit of paper saying like I will find out what I want to do and I'll do it and I think that was when I like acknowledged that I was going to do something other than this. And it was quite important that I I enjoyed the next one because I was like, shit, these are meant to be the best years of my life. And your work is like 80% of your time. So if you hate work, then you hate your life. Exactly. Um, I remember that when you, because we obviously didn't, I was at drama school in London and you were in Bristol or at home and I remember the conversation you were like yeah I had a really good day today I've kind of like written down everything that was going on in my head and now I think I want to quit and make videos <laughs> did I say that yeah so I knew then then we had like but I you didn't necessarily say YouTube because uh, well, that was... you were like make you were like I think I want to make you like videos for like it was even like if it was for corporate people you just wanted to make some kind of videos because that's what you enjoyed was making videos yeah you obviously knew you needed to make money so it's just like yeah shall i make videos for other people and try and make videos for myself yeah but i I remember like because again going back to uni like in having in leaving that uh, the help of water co behind like i also wrote a shitload of stuff down like the course our course leader kind of helped me do this like meme up where like I put my name in the middle and then wrote every single option that I could possibly have. And that was similar to the stoicism thing, actually. It was like, what is every single option? So even if like, what am I overqualified for? And it was like literally chucking everything down, like some shit options, some like semi-decent options, like even getting, one of them I wrote down was like, get trying to get an internship with this design company that did my logo for the help of water company <laughs> so like a few weeks few months before i was paying them to do a fucking logo and then like but um they were a cool company the young company had an office dog and i was like that could be cool like oh. I, I enjoyed design stuff but i didn't think i was good enough so i was like how could i do an on-page thing and learn and shit like that so i just wrote every option down and the biggest option by far was like youtube like all the others i just wrote or as youtube i did like bubble writing and fucking there was like way more pros and cons but on the cons, I think it was like, I don't, I just don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, I don't understand how I would even start. Like, I know how to start making videos. And I'd say that is like the most important thing is like starting. But um, yeah, I didn't know how I was going to make that a success. 
There's so many good points there. So I think that's such a like an amazing thing that you had someone to sit down and help you be like, okay. Yeah, because my head was better. Yeah, you have no idea what you want to do. Let's write it down. That's such an f- amazing idea. Write your name in the middle. Every single option possible that is for you from now. So like, say you're in a job right now that you absolutely hate or you're just not in life where you thought you were going to be, or you're just not enjoying stuff right now, sit down and spend some time. Like, it's so I'd, important I'd like, to spend time investing into discovering yeah. it. Like, you didn't know what it was. Go and discover it now. There could be people now that's like, yeah, I don't have a clue. Spend some time now investing. Like, spend the next couple of weeks deciding. Like, yeah. not de- not even deciding, just thinking about all the options and maybe exploring a couple, like, where you can. Not being unrealistic, because I know that you're situation could be quite privileged and the fact that you you could always go back to your mum and dad's house but other people who may be in a job who don't have that privilege can still spend time outside of their current job they're in exploring other options even that if that's in like a hobby or just exploring things you enjoy I think just talking about as well with other people it leads you on to meeting other people who then have other ideas and then you're like oh you do that that's something that I would love to do start talking to people about what they do and just start discovering because the more time you invest even if you work really long hours I know it's like the last thing you want to do is get home and be like yeah let's now talk about my life but it's so important otherwise you're going to be trapped there forever like well, just make it, the change it's making it a priority yeah like that. i was so all the way throughout university i was so dead set on like just being happy and, and i thought and fulfilled like the whole one of the reasons why i set the helpful world company is because like it was a business like a mission to do something good like with a positive impact and i'd say even now like we're putting videos out into the world which like help people through shit time and shit even though that's not the primary incentive for doing it like it 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 helps things be run a lot smoother and but like i'd I'd say in general if you're like in a bad place people and i did as well like buried my hand ahead in the sand and didn't want to even have that conversation myself like just getting everything out onto a piece of paper was like at least because you know like I think deep down I knew like I obviously knew that I I, that would be a preferred fucking option (laughs) but like I think again I I was almost like ashamed or like scared to admit that I wanted to do something that was quite um out there like when I was in in school I remember being in school and I wanted to be a YouTuber I watched loads of YouTube but I was a part of that generation where like I remember going onto their website and I spelt it with a with just a U, not like a Y-O-U. I just didn't know what it was. But that was when it first <laughs> launched and it was all like people breaking their legs on rope swings and cats and stuff. Like Charlie bit my finger. And um Classic. And then when I figured out like that people like Charlie is so cool, like he was a YouTuber from Bath, like he was on the OG people I watched. And then everyone started blowing up and then I was like, Well that's obviously their job now. Like that's when I wanted to be a YouTuber, but I just didn't think like I think I was more concerned with like trying to be cool in school than like fucking about and or like expressing myself on the internet. Yeah, no, that's so. Uh, yeah, if you're still under the age of twenty, I would say it's super hard, especially like from a small town where we are. Anyone who like Maisie Williams, for example, is a massive actor now, but at school um, she got bullied. Like that, that's known, so that's fine to say. Um, she went to our school. Yeah, she went to her school and people in her year were fucking horrible to her, like yeah. awful, um, because she wanted to 
be an actor and she was being successful. Also, um, like people like Luke Gardner for a while were like, "Oh, he's going to he's writing music. Like now yeah. he's doing great." Like it, it, there was a kid, yeah, there was a kid in our school who yeah was making music and or, or like trying to be a rapper, and everyone was like, "Why are you trying to be a rapper? Like <laughs> you're from a fucking small town out in the countryside." But now he's a full time musician, tours the world. He was in Australia, like. Two, a few weeks ago he's played Glastonbury multiple times and yeah you see shit like that happen all the time and and even if those people don't become like a success I, I, that's so much more honorable. it's rough when you come from a small town and people are like oh, but I, I like, don't think it's, it's the only place with, with oh no for sure but, but people do that to you as well people from our year like last Christmas they were like oh I hear Zach's doing YouTube he's doing quite well isn't he blah 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 like how does he make money like people always ask me that question and they're like so like that's not a career that's not a job because <laughs> they're like in their banking jobs that they hate. Sorry if you have a banking job you love it. That's Your mum had a banking job. And she life. enjoyed it, so that's good. But, like, <laughs> I know so many people from our town who hate their life and also take it out on other people, and it pisses mm. me off. Like, think... you go home and it's, like, Christmas reunion. It's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a big corporate person, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, oh, but I hate my job. It's like, well, great if you're a corporate person and you love it, but if you hate it, like, don't be a nasty person to other people, first off. And, like, find something you enjoy and don't take it out on other people who are doing something that they enjoy it that blows my mind the weird like yeah. they, they're doing something different to everyone else which makes them weird opposed to like they're doing something different and successful that's really awesome i should like but i'd say i've had more of that yeah it's easier to like i think it's easier now. people do your face kiss your ass but like i know other people who are like the person who said that to me before, for example, to your face would be like, oh my God, Zach, you blah, blah, blah. Who is it then? <laughs> I'm cutting the full times. Yeah. But yeah, behind the scenes, people are like, hmm. But that's just like on the same note as haters in general or like fucking... Yeah. Just uh, like... So good point. Those, those sorts of people in general are, are either f- trying to fill a void that they've got inside themselves or... Mm-hmm. deflect and again not acknowledge that they're probably quite a sad person no and it just doesn't help that in school you're not encouraged to find something that you're passionate about to make it relevant today though if you have fallen in the trap of like i was just doing what i was told and i didn't actually spend time investing in myself and what i like and you're sat there also thinking that oh i don't still don't enjoy it it's never too late to make the change oh, it's no. the point from earlier when you were like I made the decision that actually the business isn't going to work for me. So, when you were um, 15, maybe 10, did you know what you wanted to do when you were older? You know, if you got asked that question. No. Do you have any answer at all? Like, I think I wanted to be a hairdresser because that's all I knew, or a teacher, because that's also all I knew. <laughs> I wanted to be a freestyle motocross rider. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Don't laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I was going to be a pro. <laughs> I thought I was going to be a professional motocrosser. That's At 15, okay. like... Yeah? I, don't, I can't even remember thinking about a career, but I thought making videos was cool. I knew what I liked. I do. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking about making money. And do you think your ten-year-old self would? What do you think your ten-year-old self would think of where you are now at aged twenty-five? 
I think I'm a massive deal. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. I ain't shit. That's <laughs> what I realise now. <laughs> no, but if if like a ten year old fucking no, nowadays on the internet making YouTube videos that millions of people see every month, like. That's that's pretty fucking mad. Oh, it is mad. Did you think twenty five was old as a ten? Because at, at ten, yeah. I thought twenty five like was yeah, old. obviously. Do you think that you th- would look like an adult to your ten year old self now? Yeah, hundred percent. Really? When I was ten, I was like, by twenty five, I'm gonna have had um, a kid because my context, um, my. My dad's 65, and when I was a kid, I was, I don't know why, and it saddens me now that I was so obsessed with this, that he was so much older compared to other people's parents. It made me really sad, and I was like, I would always think that, oh, when I'm this age, he'll be so much older, and I really wanted a young dad, yeah. and I don't know why. Didn't have, My dad acts like a little clown, bless him, like he used to... I don't even know. Like he was the clown at like my kids' parties. He would. Everyone thought he was hilarious. Your kids' parties. When I was a kid at my parties, uh. <laughs> my dad was hilarious. So, like, he wasn't old. Like he didn't look like an old man. He looked like he would like throw me around. Like do you? Know, he was. I don't know why I was so obsessed with that. So I then put that onto myself. Where I was like, okay, so I'm gonna be a young mum, and I thought that's what my life would be. Like I, I'm gonna be a young mum. So my kids are gonna think I'm really cool because I'm gonna be young, and then I'm gonna house. I, I was like, by 25, definitely gonna ha- be married. That's what happens. Is this a proposal? Absolutely not. It's a reality check. That as soon as I hit 20, I was like, oh wow, that's not ever yeah. in a million years gonna happen um because uni goes so quick and then you come out of uni and you're like a like going at 18 you come out at like 21 but also 22. priorities change like married and kids yeah, that, is not a priority like, for me right now there's so much more yeah but you were talking about like tran- tran- transformational like years or like um like quarter life crisis like i think any big change in your life causes significant stress and stuff like that because it's yeah, it's just a big change. Yeah. But, like, I think that is the most shifting part of when you're forming who you are and, like, your interests, your friends, like, essentially your identity, like, from the age of 14 when you're going through, like, puberty through to, like, becoming, like, a young adult and then you're trying to think of career. Like, that, from 15 to 25, that 10 years, is, like, a fucking whirlwind. And, like, 15 doesn't even seem that long ago to me no and that's like nearly 10 years and that like but especially like 18 to 20 25 like now i feel fresh out of uni i'm not i fucking went uni so long ago which is why i think everyone at 25 has this weird pressure that they put on themselves to have like we've been out a while now and like when you're 10 you think you're gonna and some people do have a house and mortgage and they're happy in that and that's cool but if you're not there that doesn't matter like yeah. If that's not something that you're doing and you don't really want it either. Because I think some people are like, oh, I don't have that. But they also don't want that. Yeah, maybe we should reset ages. If you graduate uni, you go back to like age one, <laughs> like one in adult years. Yeah, I'm you've had lived a long adult. life, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I think it's just because like like nearing 30 and 40, like when, when you're like 20 and you're like halfway to 40 or 25 is like halfway to 50, that seems like a crazy big number but I can't even remember like my childhood so up until like 10 I was essentially a potato <laughs> <laughs> a potato 
potato. Just making his way through worlds. Oh, what about, kind like, of potato? A jacket potato? Yeah, like a big one. Like a <laughs> spud. I had a big head as a kid. You have a big head now. That's just because I'm so fucking famous. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't fit through the fucking door anymore. No, I'm joking. Well, I hope I don't doesn't. mean that at all. Cut that out. The moment you mean that, it's over. Okay, done. Is there anything that you do still currently to keep you motivated and keep you... Because you guys make videos every week and the channel is growing, but there's no for you set, this is going to happen at... You know, if someone has a career in a job where they're employed by someone else, it's like, oh, walking. Well, I'm safe in this job and I'm working towards being promoted or whatever. You still got. You guys still have that hint of uncertainty. I would. I would say. Yeah, that doesn't mean that the future is any less defined. No, no, for sure. But how do you keep yourself motivated in times of lower periods? Just trying to like, like looking at progression, but journaling i do journaling <laughs> that, but that's one way to do it I, I don't know i think it was tim ferris in a podcast tim ferris did he mentioned like a five minute journal and and it was about like it was around happiness fulfillment or whatever and and i i learned about this in uni as well like being fulfilled or happy is like happiness is a state right in states or is an emotion and emotions change and you can't really like dictate that you can't stay happy forever it's like a kind of transient thing that goes um but you can stay like appreciative and grateful of stuff and that's like one thing like christians have got right like they they say thanks for their food and like they look around and do you know what i mean like they they appreciate what they've got because they think some guy in the sky is giving it to them but like i think being appreciative and like grateful of where you're at and seeing seeing where you've come from and like that sort of shit is really useful in in um in like being happy where you're at but I think like moving forward and like motivation wise it's just like about being excited and and just knowing what you want to achieve and um even if that's not super clear just knowing that you want to be in a different place like forward preferably yeah in like years to come but yeah I mean I've got like a rough ideal lifestyle that I'd want to be living like later on down the line and I'm not living it now but I'm enjoying where I'm at now <laughs> I think that's so important because I've in like back in August still now sometimes find it really hard to get motivated we were talking about girl goals earlier and I was saying how I think sometimes it's dangerous when people go at the age of 20 okay I want to be married by 25 I want to have a mortgage and I want to do blah 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 and then when they don't reach it it's like oh now I feel like I've failed whereas you made a good point which was it's very important to make goals for your future to keep progressing and I would agree and I would also say it it's important to do that as long as you break it down so it's achievable so Christina my friend was telling me the other day um about a workshop she went to and they said for you to write down what your short-term goals are and then big goals but to not leave it at that because then it still feels it's a bit like when you started when you decided you wanted to do YouTube and you were saying earlier you were like 
then it was like, okay, I want to do that, but how on earth do I get there? Some big goals feel like they're really unachievable. But if you break them down step by step, and they were talking about making almost like a spider diagram. So it's like, well, what could get me to that point? Well, maybe if I met this director, well, how could I meet this director? Maybe if I did this. But that would be quite, yeah, like mapping backwards until the point of which it's like, oh, actually, the first step is just every director I meet, write it down and make sure I follow up with an email to them. So, I, oh, look, now I have a contact. That's right. when shit becomes so much more like... Yeah, it's managing expectations, manageable. but also managing the goals. Yeah, it's just about, like, yeah, breaking shit down. Like, when I get overwhelmed with, like, a massive task or, like, yeah. I, I, I think now it's, like, a lot easier because I know where I want to go and, like, it's a lot more crystal. But um, we've got a bit of a plan and a system going. But, yeah, back in the day when I was starting, it was, like right well how how do i become a youtuber i don't fucking know but it was then it was like how do i make people give a shit was like the question i asked myself and i realized that i wasn't gonna have the patience to do like weekly videos for two years to get a bit of traction and do it that way so i just had to go for the controversial route (laughs) but like like it become obvious then that and i knew what i needed to do and then pretty much as soon as i decided that it happened like almost from the first video, like the test was proven, like we went viral as fuck across the nationally um, with the first video. We just, I released the video late, but um, we were in the news <laughs> and, uh, and on the radio and all sorts. So it was like, right, that works. If I get my video out before it next time. And each time you do something, you learn something new. And and going back to my course, like that is why that was like an absolute godsend because reflecting like, I don't think many people get the chance to reflect or like sit down after like a experience and be like right what did I learn from that and and failure is like probably one of the biggest learning opportunities you can ever have because like doing something badly and wrong um is is where you fucking learn all the golden nuggets like you can't replicate that you can't learn that in a lecture room if someone says oh don't go and do this like you're not really going to internalize that because it means nothing. You haven't lost yourself. You haven't had to fear, like feel that failure. So, um, that was a big, long rambling thing, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, if you break shit down, you're going to be a lot better at moving things forward or keeping things going. I agree. And then going back to the journal you've mentioned then and before, I think journaling for, career-wise and also for overall happiness can be super important I know so many friends who recently going through hard and difficult times and I we were talking about how if just every single night before bed you write down one thing that was good about the day even if it's like I made a really awesome cheese toasty today it's just trying to find the positive before bed then oh man, that cheese toasty yesterday was the best part of my day. <laughs> and that happened at midnight. It then just... I made us cheese toasties at midnight last night. It then just makes... Maybe the next day you're like, oh, I have to write down in my journal something happy. So then you're looking for stuff. And then as soon as you try and open yourself up to be happiness and like find something enjoyable, yeah. then you start doing it in your day as well. Because you're like, oh yeah, I have to write it down in the evening. And also just reflecting on something that may have seemed like a really bad day, but then actually, oh, there was one really good thing about it. It just makes the whole day feel, like, yeah, better. It makes you lots. feel, yeah, less, That's like... what's been the most useful thing to me. Along with, like, kind of trying to get back into meditation and just general stuff to look after your noggin or, like, your mental well-being is, like, so important <laughs> in in progressing or feeling, like, like the confidence to, to be doing what you want to do. Um, 
just like to, yeah you can't neglect looking after yourself because I, I think in university and shit i burnt myself out a lot and even like starting the channel like we we work fucking hard and now we're not necessarily working like less harder we're working smarter we're bringing people in like to help us be replaceable and shit like that but you still work very long hours i would say longer than most people yeah but um it's easier when you're enjoying it, aren't you? And yeah. To get to do it on your own terms. Like I'm taking fucking two hours out to talk about this with you. <laughs> um, but yeah. And what is your journal? Because you have two very specific ones. I'm trying a new one, but this one's more like, to be honest, task-based. But there was there's like a best-selling one on Amazon, which is like, it takes you through the science. So it's more of like a book, the first 200 pages or like first 100 pages. Um, it takes you through like the science of it and like how it does actually switch the way your brain thinks and because your brain's naturally hardwired to look at negative stuff like it keeps you alive essentially if you're looking for what's going to potentially kill you we're talking like caveman times here then you're going to have a better chance of survival so like I learned that at uni as well your brain almost has three modes like um, the monkey brain the lizard brain and the the empire builder brain and like the monkey brain is like instant gratification. Like you want, you, you're on Instagram. Like you want, you're procrastinating. You're doing like anything that isn't the main thing that you ultimately need to be getting on. And you know, and like I think anyone can identify with that. Like if you're on Instagram, you're not doing something that's gonna be useful to you. You're almost like just when I go off Instagram, my head feels cloudy. Like I don't feel like I've done anything, and time can just like go. And this is why I'm trying to do the no phones in bed thing, because I just mindlessly scroll for no reason. I would have spent like an hour in the morning on a day off on my phone when I could have got up, had breakfast and started my day. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. Exactly. Second brain, lizard brain. And that's the scared one. That's the one that's like in hiding and kind of uh, feels things are a threat and um, and it is like scared of change and that sort of stuff. And then like one part, which I think everyone has is like the, empire builder which is like going out and you want to achieve stuff and you want to do all that stuff but the other two are like stronger than that brain so you need to learn how to get those things in a in check before you can um before you can start really working on working on your shit and then what does the other pages have after the beginning but yeah the but yeah i mean that's not even that's not even the journal but the journal is just based around like at the start of the day you write three things that you're but i'm i'm trying two different ones one of them was like three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for and then along with that you you can write your tasks you can track um new habits you want to build and then at the end of the week you then reflect on the week you pick out your three best things of the week and i would always split them into like business and social so you're making sure that those are kind of balancing out um because like too much business achievement and you're not like seeing people or being social and shit that can also like have impacts later on and then like health and well-being is another category so like i try and meditate every day um try and go to the gym like four times a week go to the sauna like have reflection time and like at the end of the week always try and like wind down and reflect on like look back at the week because then you can see like how much you actually got done i looked like at, came into today like monday and i was like oh last week was a bit i only got one video done and that was like a very surface level achievement but I looked at all the conversation I had, like good meetings and like other things that were going on. It was like shit. That was actually a good week. So I wouldn't remember that if I didn't look back at it. And I think often you never do that. 
And if you even look back a month, like I couldn't remember what I'd done in the last month, but now I've got like a whole fucking, now I've got literally like a whole set of uh, fun things and things that I'm grateful for on one day, which I just wouldn't remember um, yeah. otherwise. So yeah, I... they're, they're cool. It's cool. I recommend that to a lot of people. What's it called? One Minute Diary? No, it was called like the Six Minute Journal or oh, six Five minute. minute Journal or something. Or um, But yeah, if you type, if you type in Daily Journal... I think it is the six minute, and there's another one as well, isn't there? Three minute one. Yeah. But yeah, reflecting super super important, just for progression as well, and also just to see like, oh, just to check up on yourself, like, oh, maybe I'm not enjoying things as much. What can I do to change that? Or actually, I had a solid week, and I thought it wasn't that bad. Mm, It was pretty good. Great. Let's move on with that and be happy. And not focus on it's so easy to remember the negative stuff opposed to like the positive and that's where i think we can all get stuck in like horrible routines last point again people are like how does that make his money now you do make it from youtube and it's amazing but before you were unable to do that yeah you made videos for corporate people and then before i even knew you you're doing the most random things to make money smartly in ways that didn't take you. up all over your time when i just met you like selling t-shirts which didn't take any of your time because you just made the design, printed it. Yeah, I set up a Facebook page and it went viral. And um, <laughs> called James, I, what was it called? It's for a Chinese guy. They don't have Facebook in China, so I made him a Facebook fan page. And uh, I had he a lot of find out. a lot of well, he he, he can find out. It's, <laughs> it's gone now. And yeah, uh, I start. I made a design of his face on with his catchphrase on a T-shirt. Reposted videos built up like 250,000 people from Australia and then sold them t-shirts and vests and pants and onesies and baby bibs and shot glasses and hip flasks <laughs> and coffee mugs anything that I could print his face on I did and um that paid me for uni a little bit and you paid one, for a good summer not really a lot one time you like set, bought headphones really cheap and then you oh, yeah they had a those. sale of headphones on in university and me and scouse george went and bought the whole lot <laughs> spent like 700 quid of my uni money wow also i bought bitcoin but i haven't made any money off that yet because uh, i've not sold it um but i'm in the green uh, <laughs> that's what i mean you can you can always have a side hustle if you're trying to work on a main hustle. You can also have a side chick if you have two phones. It's a lot easier. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Zach, for coming on and talking shame with my me. Hand. You're welcome. Um, I'm, I'm welcome. welcome. <laughs> you're fucking welcome. Yeah. Taking two hours of my fucking day. Got to work late now. Yeah. No, we're going to pub quiz. Subscribe to the Zach and Jay Show on YouTube for more content like this. You just said the Zach and Jay Show. Okay, so... The Zach and Jay Show! Follow me on my Instagram, on the one with the blue tick. Oh, wow, that's enough of that. (laughs)